0: This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Wednesday, July 6th. I'm Julia Caulfield.
1: And I'm Matt Hoysh.
0: In today's headlines, Sheriff investigates native remains discarded in San Miguel County.
1: Public health monitors new COVID variant of concern.
0: Understanding the beauty of imperfections.
1: And a mountain weather forecast.
0: The San Miguel County Sheriff's Office is investigating the discovery of human remains in Disappointment Valley on the west end of the county. Following the discovery of the remains, the Sheriff's Office sent them to a forensic specialist for testing.
2: She identified them as being um, ancient, archaeological, um, Native American juveniles.
0: That's San Miguel County Sheriff Bill Masters.
2: She also shared with that it appeared that um, the remains had been outside uh, or on the ground rather than buried for quite some time, and the um, from our scene, it, it appears that the uh, uh, remains have been discarded at that location uh the highway runs above the road where we the remains were found and uh in between the highway highway one forty one and the road below it we found uh pieces of uh, of the remains as if it had been um uh, discarded or thrown from the road down to uh, from the highway down uh on the uh, embankment so uh someone had had this in their possession, and decide to discard it at that particular location. Fairly recently,
0: according to Masters, the remains were found by individuals walking in the area. He says the sheriff's office, working in conjunction with Bureau of Land Management law enforcement, will work to identify how the remains came to be in that location. But he acknowledges it's a difficult task.
2: It's a very um, dry canyon lands. Um, area of uh, of the county, and um, it gets very little weather, and, and therefore some of those uh, sites are, are amazingly preserved, and some of the, the uh, uh, remains that we have found in the past are, are, are uh, in, in fairly decent uh, condition, um, but difficult to investigate. So uh, we certainly have challenges ahead of us.
0: If someone is found to have been in possession of the remains, they could be charged with federal criminal charges. Despite any difficulties, Masters says they will work to preserve and protect remains and artifacts in the region.
2: It's a pretty disrespectful act, and and, uh, uh, and it's one that uh, that, uh, I find uh, abhorrent. And the, um, you know, the the ancient people in the uh, the artifacts that they've left behind uh, are important to me personally and and, and to the sheriff's office, and, and uh, we're going to continue to, to try to preserve those as best we can in partnership with the, uh, with the BLM uh, law enforcement people.
0: Anyone who has information about who might have been in possession of the remains are encouraged to contact Sheriff's Dispatch at 970-728-1911. You may remain anonymous. COVID cases across Colorado are making a slow decline. As of
3: yesterday morning, there's 320 patients that were currently hospitalized due to COVID. Um, the decline seems to be slow, but it does look like it's going downward. Same with uh, death trends that they've maintained at a low plateau um, compared to what we've seen uh, during the winter surge.
0: That's San Miguel County Public Health Director Grace Franklin speaking before the San Miguel Board of County Commissioners on Wednesday there are currently no county residents hospitalized for COVID. With that said, Franklin notes the data is from before the 4th of July weekend.
3: It's a little bit unclear, too, where the data is going to fall because of delayed testing for some individuals, delayed reporting, and then, of course, um, spread of disease through people gathering and mingling.
0: At the same time, Franklin says there's been an increase in COVID cases in Austria, Germany, and the U.K., the US tends to lag several weeks behind those countries. There may be a, an additional
3: subvariant from the BA4 um, that uh, we have very present here in our community. Um, they're pre-classifying it as a variant of concern that's BA 2.75. Um, and there's not really much data known outside of the um, Austria and Germany really seeing those great growth rate trends. So it's unclear if this variant of concern will be out-competing other subvariants of Omicron, um, but it's definitely something that is um, evolving and that we're watching across the board.
0: As always, Franklin emphasizes vaccinations are a key way to prevent severe disease from COVID. She says Public Health is working with the state mobile bus to come back for more vaccine clinics.
3: They have a lot of interest to come and join during festivals, which we've seen over time isn't really the place where people want to get a vaccine. Um, and so uh, in lieu of doing that, we're, we're working to do kind of a back to school campaign for um, COVID vaccines and then hopefully flu vaccines through the buses and just
0: leverage that
3: partnership um, in the future.
0: Testing is another key factor. Public Health is still providing tests on Tuesday and Thursday from 10 to 11 a.m. in the San Miguel County Annex on Main Street. Testing is also available at the Telluride Regional Medical Center and the Uncompahgre Medical Center. At-home rapid tests are available at Public Health, the Wilkinson Public Library, and the Lone Cone Library.
1: This month, local artist Rebecca McFarland is taking over the Telluride Arts HQ Gallery with a show of her work titled The Beauty of Imperfections. McFarland spoke with K.O.T.O. about her works, mixed media portraits of made up women.
4: I always look at every portrait as this sort of collaboration between this imaginary woman I'm painting and myself. And so everything is a self-portrait in a way because I've never been able to paint myself or my mother. Any woman I'm super, super close with, I have a hard time painting. It's all about creating these layers that make up the woman's story. So I start drawing a woman on paper and I paint her in acrylics. I rip her up and I glue her onto a canvas. And then I repaint her on the canvas. And then when I sand her, all those creases from where I ripped her start to show up. I think it is a process of learning to love imperfections. It's a process of learning to love myself as my perfectly imperfect self. It's, it's the process of me going, yeah, I snort when I laugh, and I love that about myself, even though most of my life I was embarrassed by. it. I've tried painting landscapes. My art now has butterflies and flowers and other things, but those are not my favorite parts to paint. It's like those, I want them in there because I want that level of that hope and, environment, I guess. But I, I really want to paint the face. I want to paint the face. I'm just like, I gotta get to the face. Because that's where the story is for me. That's where the emotion is. So I like to write as well. So usually when I am painting, if something comes to me from the woman that I'm painting, you know, I'll make a little note in my journal, or write down a word that maybe she reminds me of or a sentence or something that comes up. And so I started actually doing like a two or three line little yeah, biography I guess or expression of this woman. I think also it's it's it helps with portraits for people to have something to connect to besides just the painting. Like cuz they're going like their minds go, what is this? Who is this? What's her story? And that was so often what I was getting when I was having shows. And so I started writing these things also to kind of people relate
1: McFarland acknowledges the timing of her show is serendipitous, coming in the aftermath of the U.S. Supreme Court's recent ruling overturning Roe versus Wade and removing federal abortion protections.
4: I think celebrating women at any time is a good thing. And I think embracing women's stories, which in some ways this uh, court decision, I think, tries to diminish us, right? It tries to take away all the different elements. It tries to control our stories, tries to control women. And I'm all about the opposite of that. I'm all about embracing every parts of ourselves. You know, when women started posting on social media, I had an abortion. Uh, someone you love probably had an abortion. To me, that was so empowering. Like, here are women being so vulnerable. That's not something we talked about even, you know, 10 years ago, except in private, right? Like, you know, you knew a girlfriend who might have done it or had one. And, and so I, I find it exciting. I mean, I think through adversity, my experience has been, that there is growth and there is evolution. And there, as we're seeing, there is more vulnerability coming out. And women being who they really are. So in that element, it's good. The rest of it is a real, you yeah.
1: know. Rebecca McFarland's *The Beauty of Imperfections* is up at the Telluride Arts HQ Gallery through July.
0: The Grand Mesa and and Gunnison National Forests is warning hikers, drivers and residents in the Ophir area to expect periodic traffic delays this summer. The GMUG is working with Tri-State Power on a vegetation management project between Ames and Ophir to keep power lines clear and reduce associated wildfire risk. During the project, the GMUG is asking travelers on overpass and Forest Service land in the area to take extra care and obey any traffic directives. They have also temporarily banned drone use in the area. Work began on July 5th and will run through the beginning of August. Motorists can expect 15 to 20-minute delays.
1: The Telluride R1 School District Board of Education is looking for a new member. A seat is open on the board following Jenny Ward's resignation. Ward has served on the school board for seven years and recently accepted the position of counselor at Telluride Middle School. The school board will appoint a new member to serve for the remainder of Ward's term until the seat is up for election in November 2023. Applicants for the position must be a resident of the school district, be a registered voter for at least 12 months, and never have been convicted of certain crimes against children, including sexual assault. Interested individuals must submit an application, including a letter of interest, in the position, and the appointed applicant will need to undergo a background check. Applications for the position are open through August 18th. The school board will hold interviews on August 25th to appoint the new member at the August 29th meeting.
0: You shall not pass, but now you shall. Black Bear Pass opened earlier this week, joining the already-opened Last Dollar and Overpasses. Passes. Imogene Pass is closed on the San Miguel County side as the county continues bridge work.
1: An updated draft of the Colorado water plan reflects the serious risk of water shortages over the next couple decades. This week, state water managers laid out future scenarios that show how climate change will affect snowpack, reservoirs, and rivers throughout the state. Russ Sands is with the Colorado Water Conservation Board. We're starting to realize it's not going to be the way that it always was. And when you start from that standpoint, you're inherently starting from a point of saying, OK, I'd like to come together and figure this out with you, as opposed to, I'm going to sit back and wait until you know I have to, to come to the table, right? The draft plan calls for new reservoir storage projects and expansion of existing dams. It also says competing interests for water will likely drive up costs for people in cities and on farms. This plan updates the existing Colorado Water Plan, passed in 2015.
0: We are once again in an election year, and several states, including Colorado and Utah, have just wrapped up their primaries. Both those states are two of eight nationwide that will use all mail-in voting in their elections, but all states offer some form of mail-in ballots. The process has come under scrutiny since former President Donald Trump accused the system of being rife with fraud. The big lie has been debunked by election officials and is the subject of a new documentary that looks at how Colorado has led the way in securing vote-by-mail. From Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Maeve Conran has more.
5: I never expected to have to be fact-checking the White House. That's
6: Amber McReynolds speaking in a new documentary, Democracy versus the Big Lie, the truth behind mail-in voting. Colorado-based McReynolds is one of the country's leading experts on voting by mail, something she says dates back to the Civil War.
5: Abraham Lincoln wanted to ensure that soldiers could vote uh, when they were serving away from their homes during the election. And so that's really how mail-in voting started in this country. McReynolds is the former director of elections for the city and county of Denver.
6: And while there, she helped shape Colorado's all mail-in voting strategy. She then went on to lead the National Vote at Home Institute. She's now working on mail-in voting at a federal level as one of nine governors and the only female governor of the U.S. Postal Service.
5: We also were drug in to the big lie, and a lot of the misinformation disinfo about mail-in voting also was targeting the Postal Service in 2020, and so our infrastructure is very important in, in addressing those issues and, and, and moving forward and educating the public on the process and how we process mail through the Postal Service, utilize things like ballot tracking, um, and then know, also something that I think the public doesn't always uh, understand is we have our own inspector general. So we have an inspector general that will look into every single allegation regarding any of these issues. In fact, they put up various reports recently that demonstrated some of the lies that were being spread about mail-in voting after 2020 were in fact false. And they proved that through their investigations. Uh, We also have an inspection service that Uh, takes very seriously any crimes involving the mail and investigate those.
6: McReynolds says mail-in voting is secure on several levels, one being the accuracy of
5: the voter rolls. And states that have had Mail in voting in an expanded use for a long time actually have the cleanest voter files because they are regularly interacting with voters, whether that be through the national change of address database that the Postal Service offers or by this interaction through the mail stream that happens more frequently in states that use mail in ballots more often.
6: Another measure of security originated in the Denver Elections Office 12 years ago.
5: We created a technology called ballot tracking, and it was the first in the world, not only the first in the nation but the first in the world to track a ballot through the entire process through the mail stream outbound inbound and then uh, all the way through the verification steps and that was created in denver in 2010 um, rolled out and many states have now adopted that technology and it provides transparency and security of the mail and ballot process
6: McReynolds is featured in a new documentary, Democracy vs. the Big Lie, the truth behind mail-in voting, that was made with support from the Colorado Film Commission. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Maeve Conran.
1: The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms tonight with mostly cloudy skies and a low around 50 degrees. Thursday should see increasing clouds with a chance of showers and a high around 70 degrees. Thursday night should be mostly cloudy with a low around 50 degrees. There is a slight chance of showers. Friday, expect sunny skies during the day and mostly clear skies at night. The high is near 80 degrees with a low in the mid-50s. This has been the news for Wednesday, July 6th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team 970-728-3206. And now personal commentary.
7: Hey there, listeners. It's Sarah Holbrook, the Executive Director of the Pinhead Institute. First and foremost, I want you all to mark your calendars for July 16th. From 6 to 8 p.m., we're having our fabulous summer fundraiser, Science of Cocktails, at the Transfer Warehouse. Everyone over 21 is welcome and invited. Please buy your tickets now. But first, really, I have three amazing science stories. You will not be surprised to hear that they are all from the New York Times Science Times. Have you guys um, heard of the James Webb Telescope? It's amazing. And it's going to start sending us back images soon. And one of the things that they're going to be looking for is to reveal whether some of the planets that they're looking at harbor atmospheres that might support life. You might have heard of the Goldilocks zone. Not so close as to get cooked by their star, but not so far as to be frozen. Well, the web is hopefully going to show us some of those. Who knows? But keep paying attention to the James Webb and we'll find out more um, secondly, a crazy thing happened not that long ago. Um, there was an earth mover working in the Yukon of Canada, um, and they unearthed a baby woolly mammoth, probably only a month old at its death, 30,000 years ago. Isn't that crazy? If you can pull up the story, you'll see actually kind of a cute, kind of horrific um, photograph of a beautiful, almost, perfectly preserved baby woolly mammoth that apparently was about the size of a white-tailed deer, um, and it was found up in the Yukon Territory. Isn't that nuts? And then my third and final amazing story is about a recent discovery in the sea depths between, um, I think, mainland Greece and the um, island of Crete, where they found, among other things, a beautiful marble head that researchers believed belonged to a Hercules statue from ancient Rome. Amazing things we get to discover in this world. Anyhow, please do pay attention to all of the things going on with Pinhead. Uh, We now have our 31 summer interns placed. We have our summer camps in full swing. In fact, if you hear Kids' voices in the background. That's our kids learning the nature uh, detectives camp this, uh, this week, which is super fun. Um, and you'll find out all about that and more should you attend the Pinhead Science of Cocktails, which again is July 16th from 6 to 8 at the Telluride Transfer Warehouse here in Telluride. And tickets are available on our website pinheadinstitute.org. We're also always looking for intern housing. So if you live close to a university and you want to house an intern next summer, get in touch with us now. My email is sarah at pinheadinstitute.org. And Sarah has an H on the end. Like all good Sarahs should. Anyhow, this is Sarah Holbrook signing off for Pinhead. Thanks so much. Opinions broadcast over
0: KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at Koto. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.